வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ எம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா Let's begin the show. Today's our guest is Andres Ospina from Family Offices. Welcome, Andres. Thank you, Rama. Really happy to be here with you today. Sure. Thank you. Little bit about Andres. Andres is the Director of Charter Membership at Family Office, originally from Greenwich, Connecticut, where he studied marketing and communication. He moved to South Florida in 2012 from New York City due to the great real estate prices and growing economic development, from selling old state properties to some of Florida's top real estate investors, to leading and producing top business conferences across the country. Andres was brought on board the Family Office Club team due to his multi-industry versatility and desire to help businesses get access to the necessary resources needed for successful growth through powerful live engagement, collaboration, and networking. So with that, Andres, you want to add anything to your background? Yeah, for sure. Um, so since then, um, I have now become a, a managing director for Family Office Club uh, and also the founder for PitchDex.com, which is a marketing agency that works with over 25 real estate firms on uh, developing their capital raising materials. And um, yeah, so so that's pretty much it. I travel back and forth between South America and South Florida because there's a lot of great economic development happening in, in South America as well. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it uh, in terms of what I would add on to that bio. Got it. How did you get into real estate? I grew up in uh, Connecticut and New York where... And, you know, New York City, like the New York City, greater New York City metro, metropolitan area where uh, real estate has always been at record highs. And when I went down to South Florida uh, to visit uh, some friends when I was really young, I mean, I was, in, I was 20 years old, so I was almost 15 years ago. What I realized when I went when I was 20 to Florida was that My friends and family there were paying a lot less in mortgages, a lot less in rent. Um, so by the time I was 22, me and my girlfriend decided to move down to South Florida, where we got a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment for $1,000 a month, $1, a month in 2012, compared to what we were paying in Yonkers, New York, that was about $2,500 for a one-bedroom. So it's a massive difference and it's a massive lifestyle change. And that really opened up my eyes to, to how different certain markets can be. Uh, and I found it really interesting. It was right after the recession. So prices were at all-time lows at the time. But I definitely saw an opportunity in the Southeast. You know, it's, it's warmer here. You know, people seem to be happier. It's not as fast-paced as New York. And then also the uh, living expenses are way lower or were way lower. You know. definitely pre-covid were way lower so that's that was kind of like the breakthrough moment and you know you just see a lot of opportunity to be able to get into the real estate market when you can find investors in the northeast that would be more than happy to pay half the price on a single family home than what they would be paying up in the northeast got it yeah and you mentioned your 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 companies on focusing on um pitch decks and marketing stuff. What do you share a little bit more about that? For sure. So, uh, so when I got to South Florida, I uh, started wholesaling real estate properties, uh, single family homes in Port Charlotte, Fort Myers, uh, Broward County and Dade County, Florida. Um, so east and west coast of Florida. And uh, at the same time, as I was wholesaling, I was also uh, hosting um, 
helping a company by the name of Success Resources. They help entrepreneurs uh, continue their training and education. I was helping them uh, do courses around the country. And the thing is that what I really loved, I loved doing events. I loved doing courses. I loved meeting other entrepreneurs and investors. And uh, I realized that that's, that's definitely what I wanted to do. I wanted to do events, conferences, and, and be able to have an opportunity to, you know, everybody likes to attend networking events, but I think that the true power is in hosting. So I got into the events industry and I moved down to Miami. I met Richard Wilson uh, through uh, a mutual friend. Well, one of his, one of his employees at the time uh, was a very good friend of mine. Uh, I was introduced to him. He told me that he was looking for someone to help him host his events and his conferences for the family office club. Uh, and I saw a great opportunity there to be around a great network of people. So I got hired by family office club, uh, stayed in Florida. And uh, in 2019, we did about 35 different events um, helping family offices and ultra high net worth individuals find great real estate deals through our conferences, and then also helping real estate firms improve their ability to market themselves. And that's what really opened up my eyes because I saw that in the world of finance, in the world of commercial real estate, multifamily real estate, um, they seem to have been a little bit behind on marketing strategies. A lot of real estate firms you know, were doing things very old school ways. They weren't building content online. They had very outdated websites. And I saw that there was an opportunity there to help them really develop a big brand um, in order to be able to compete and be more lucrative in the marketplace. Gotcha. And uh, you have experience in wholesale properties. So what, what are the lessons you have learned from that, doing that business? Uh, lessons from wholesaling? I mean, there's a lot. I was just talking with a friend about it yesterday. But uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, I, you know, building, building, I mean, it, it all comes down to the same thing, you know, uh, and that's, that's really what I realized. And that's what was so exciting when I got, uh, when I started working with Richard Wilson in the family office club was the fact that I came from a world where marketing and sales is everything. Like if you want to build a successful business, whether you're selling cups or whether you're selling real estate or whether you're selling a hedge fund or whether you're selling food, you need two very important things uh, to master. That's sales and marketing. But when I got into finance and when I got into real estate, I saw that a lot of people were so focused on making sure that the numbers were right, that they ignored the importance of good marketing, right? So everybody always thinks that just because they have the best deal, uh, because they have they found a really good property, uh, that that is going to be enough to attract investors. Um, but it's not. Investors don't invest in properties. They invest in the people that are showing them the property. They invest in the people that are presenting the opportunities to them. So more important than the deal itself and the benefits and the key points of the deal, it's what are the benefits and the key points of partnering up with you, right? You know, investors want to know, well, you know, are you someone that I can trust? Are you someone that understands the space? Are you someone that is providing me value and information that I need? Um, instead of just, oh, is this person going to show me a good deal? Like of course, people want to see really good home run deals, but at the same time, people want to do business with people that they like, trust, and admire. So the biggest lesson that I really learned there is the importance of marketing, 
in sales, even if you have a really good deal where the numbers make sense. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Did that make sense, Rama? Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Because a lot of people, you know, will come in and, you know, they'll, they'll present opportunities, they'll present multifamily deals, they'll present even single family homes and, you know, they'll send you a message and a text message, right? But if you don't have the rapport, if you don't have the relationship with the person who's making, who's sending you that offer, then it just feels like spam. And it doesn't matter how good the deal is. People don't like to be sold things. People like to buy. People love to buy, but they hate to be sold. So being really uh, conscious of the things that we cannot measure, right? Like you can't measure rapport, right? You can measure square footage. You can measure ARV. You can measure, you know, ROI. You can measure cash flow, but you can't measure rapport. You can't measure trust. You can't measure influence. But just because you can't measure them doesn't mean that they're not highly important and very, and very valuable to improving. Yeah. So powerful. Thank you. And you have desired to help businesses get access to the necessary resources needed for successful growth. So would you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so pretty much, uh, it, and it's exactly what we just spoke about, right? Um, yeah. you can have the best deal. The numbers could make sense. Uh, you know, you can have all the, all the key performance indicators, you know, set up and measured and you can be hitting all of your targets. But at the end of the day, people want to do business with people that they trust, know, and they like. And a lot of times, if we've been so focused on being very analytical and checking numbers, we kind of tend to forget the importance of having a solid brand, having a solid marketing plan, um, understanding how to create a sales script, uh, understanding how to develop a, a social media you know, and and how to present yourself on social media. So um, on top of, you know, of course, what we do is that we do events where you can meet investors. And and that's a great resource that we give you access to through our conferences. We also give you resources in the form of information and training that help prepare you better for the changing world. Because every day, social media is becoming more and more important to every single real estate firm's uh, ability to attract new investors and to also bring on good properties at a good price. So the way that we do that is through online education, live events. We're hosting a huge event at the Westin in Fort Lauderdale Beach this Monday. We're going to have over 800 people there. Um, so. I hope that answers your question, but really what we really try to do is give people access to all of the resources possible and then just point them in the right direction of the ones that they need the most. Got it. Yeah, thank you. So why why marketing is so important? So how you're helping, you know, clients with marketing or pitch decks? Yeah, I mean, I mean marketing's critical, right? I mean, if if even for investors, right? For investors, marketing is becoming more important because uh, marketing, because it's it's all about we always need to look at information and data and opportunities like a funnel, right? Like a funnel. So a lot of information is going to come into that funnel, but we want all, but what's going to come out of the funnel is only what is most important, right? That's really what we want. So for example, for real estate investors, their ability to get access to the best deals in the fastest way is critical. And one of the best ways to do that is by good marketing, knowing how to target, knowing how to 
learn what networks, what communities, what lists, what podcasts to be on. And then for the people that are raising capital, then the best thing that they can do uh, and the way that we help them is by first and foremost, uh, developing their brand, right? What do they represent? So there's a lot of, you know, newcomers that come into the finance space, like emerging fund managers or emerging uh, multifamily syndicators and when they open up the real estate firm, they give it a very interesting name. They'll call it like Hercules Capital or, you know, Eagle, Eagle Fund Opportunity, you know, or they'll, they'll just name it something very strange that doesn't really make much sense. But for example, like Rama, your, your podcast is called Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, see, that's a good name because it says exactly what you guys talk about, right? But if, if the name of your podcast was like, you know, wealthy investing, creating wealth through strong investing, then, you know, or through masterful investing, right? Then, well, what type of investing are we talking about? Right. Are we talking about real estate? Are we talking about tech? So helping people really define their brand is really critical, right? So, you know, a lot of firms that come to us with very uh, interesting names, like, like Dragon Real Estate Solutions, which, you know, we ask them where, where do you invest? Oh, we invest in Southeast United States. We invest in the Midwest. Uh, well, what type of real estate do you invest in? Uh, we invest in value add multifamily. We invest in workforce housing. We invest in senior living. Okay, great. So let's say it's, they're in the Midwest and they invest in senior living. So we're going to give them a brand new name. We're going to call them Midwest Senior Living Capital. Right. Midwest senior living capital. So right away, when you, when you hear that name, you know what region of the country they're in. You know what asset class they're in. And you know, they're an investment firm because we're going to call them Midwest senior living capital. So immediately when someone sees that, all you have to do is look at the logo and you immediately know what their area of focus is. Correct. Yeah. So we start off with branding. You know, another, another, uh, company that we rebranded, uh, they used to be called Stonebridge. Uh, we rebranded them, rebranded them and called them now, uh, Carolina multifamily investments because they work in North and South Carolina. So Carolina multifamily investments. Uh, another, uh, real estate firm came to us. They used to be called dynastic development, dynastic, like their dynasty. Uh, we, we changed their name to commercial real estate construction partners. Yep. So, so names that just make sense, names that tell you exactly what they do. So we do the branding and then from there, develop a strong brand, develop the, and then also the next part would be to develop the unique value proposition. What makes them different, you know? And a lot of people, the problem with their unique value propositions is that they will say things like, oh, well, we act with the highest level of integrity. We always get our projects done on time and we're trustworthy. And when people tell me that, I'm like, well, that's not unique. Anyone can say that, right? Your competitor can say, so how does that in any way, shape or form make you different? And it doesn't. So taking the time to really figure out what makes you different amongst all of your competitors um, is critical. And it has to be more than just, you know, we work really hard to great to provide great returns to our investors. Because everybody's trying to do it. But for example, have you been in business for 20 years or you have a certain background that, uh, that makes you unique? Or do you have certain relationships 
uh, in the government or in the city that make you unique? Or do you specialize in taxation strategies that allow your investors to have a bigger return on investment? Uh, do you structure your deals in a way that is very unique and, and has never been seen? Do you target properties uh, that are only, um, you know, B-class properties, but then you infuse it with some very unique value-add proposition? Um, so all of these things need to be taken into consideration and drawn out. But it's what's those two things, your brand and your unique value proposition, your one-liner, are what gonna are what gonna make you stand out within the first seven to ten seconds whenever you meet a potential investor. Yeah. So true. So true. So would you share any of your best experiences from marketing point of view? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of good ones um, because once you make the the change on the branding side, you the brand is how people interpret and perceive who you are. So working with our clients, when we make branding changes and we're able to see at the events how investors respond to the change in brand or how they respond to a certain name, right? You look at a logo and you're like, okay, that's interesting. I want to know more. You hear a one-liner and you want to know more. So, so we see that a lot. A couple of examples that I gave earlier, you know, like, I mean, the ones that I, you asked me for examples, I, I have thrown out like Carolina multifamily investments, right? So yeah. the Carolina multifamily investments, why did we pick that name? Because people will go on Google and search how to invest in multifamily in the Carolinas. So if you own carolinamultifamily.com and you have that all over your website, then now that really helps your search engine optimization. So anyone that's looking to invest in the Carolinas is more likely to come across your link because your entire company name is tied to those keywords. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so those things are very powerful. Um, and the same thing goes with, with things like YouTube, with things like social media. All of these things run off search engines, right? So if all of yep, these things are yep. running off search engines, we'll always want to be able to title our companies based on what people are searching for the most. What are people demanding demanding the most? So, so you know, that's where we really see our success stories right there with the example that I gave. Commercial real estate construction partners, right? You know, it, people are people do search on Google. How do I find partners for my commercial real estate? Right? So all of those things um, definitely make a huge difference. Um, but uh, I mean, an, another story, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories because especially right now, uh, we're working with, um, we're working uh, a lot in healthcare real estate, uh, things like uh, dental clinics, uh, healthcare facilities, hospitals. Well, obviously that's had a major um, difference, but um, you know, one of the things that I can say for everybody is that, that I see that people are able to find investors when they find investors that are a lot like them. So I know of a group called uh, Passive Duty. I'm uh, sorry, Active Duty, Passive Income. Active Duty, Passive Income. And, uh, so Active Duty, right? So they target um, veterans and they help veterans invest in multifamily, right? So that's like one strategy. Uh, another one of our clients, you know, especially in the healthcare space, you have a lot of for example, dentists, doctors, physicians, surgeons that are very liquid. They've built a lot of wealth due to maybe being in uh, healthcare for multiple generations with multiple, multiple family members. 
So what we advise them to do is to build a real estate firm around that niche, right? So one of our clients, we just launched dentistcapital.com, for example, and he helps. And, and the motto is that it's dentist helping other dentists build passive income through real estate investments. Yeah. And would you also share any of your challenging experiences? Challenging experiences. Well, then just to elaborate on that last point that I was saying, um, so now by having a dentistcapital.com, this dentist can target other dentists, which a lot of dentists are accredited, right? Because most dentists are probably making over 200000 a year and maybe have over a million dollars in assets. Um, so now, and all you need is a small portion of that market, right? But now because it's relatable, it's going to be a lot easier to attract those people. In terms of challenges, uh, some of the challenges, challenges in, in, in what sense? I mean, uh, I think that uh, definitely one of the biggest challenges overall is the fact that we're dealing with a very interesting and changing market. I would say that the challenge I'll talk about is probably a challenge that a lot of people have gone through, but it's just the uncertainty of today's times, right? You know, when the pandemic came, the world came to a stop and it, it's interesting what it did to the economy because obviously it's hard to say whether the economy is back or it's not, or it's just the flush of money that has come into the, um, you know, that was, uh, that was printed per se, uh, that is allowing everything to kind of stay upright. But then you see, um, so right now I think, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we face is like this uncertainty. Uh, Florida prices have skyrocketed. They're about to match uh, New York and California prices, which is crazy because you know people used to come to Florida because of that, because it was actually a more inexpensive place to live that still had a very, very high quality of life. So in during these challenges, the way that we've been able to overcome is by pivoting towards industries that we are seeing have major booms. And that's that takes me right back to healthcare. You know, healthcare has had a major boom, um, major, major boom um, due to the fact that it was a pandemic, right? You know, it, healthcare became a hot topic. Uh, manufacturing for healthcare, healthcare facilities, the need for doctors. Um, so that's uh, hopefully that kind of elaborates a little bit on, on how we've been able to overcome some challenges uh, during times of uncertainty. We focus on where the growth is happening. And it doesn't matter what sector you're in, uh, you know, you can always find derivatives that are benefiting from the growth of this particular sector. Got it. So any one advice that impacted you? Yeah, uh, always face every challenge with optimism. Every challenge is an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow. Um, and if you're looking to be a major investor, if you're looking to be a, a you know to have um, a lot of property under your belt, if you're looking to really build massive teams, then um, then there's no doubt that that there's going to be challenges and unknown circumstances coming. So the best thing that you can do is train your mind to be excited every time that there's a challenge in front of you because you know that that challenge is going to lead to becoming more savvy and more sophisticated in whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, you know, there's no point in getting hung up emotionally on our challenges because that's not going to make them go away. 
Uh, and it's a lot easier to control our emotions than to control what's going on outside and what's happening in the exterior. Um, so the best thing that we can always do when faced with challenges, with when faced with big changes, is to face it with optimism, to be optimistic about it and to be very happy about it and to enjoy the opportunity for growth. Got it. And any books that impacted your life and what way? Oof, there's a lot of books. Um, I mean, the one I'm reading now is called Atomic Habits. So I'm really liking that because it's helping me. You know, I, I really like books that uh, help me understand the chemistry of my brain. Because uh, if we can master our own brain and have all the right habits be on autopilot, um, then it just creates for a better quality of life. Uh, I'm really big on emotional intelligence. Uh, so I love the book. Um, uh, Ego is the Enemy is a very good book. Uh, 48 Laws of Power um, is also a very good book because it brings a lot of self-awareness to social settings. Um, but I would say those are big books that definitely impacted my life. Got it. Thank you. So now how can listeners can connect with you, Andrews? Yeah, you can connect with us. If you go to uh, pitchdex.com or familyandofficeclub.com, you can connect with us there. You can also find me on LinkedIn under Andres Ospina. Awesome. And thank you very much, Andrews. Thanks for adding value to the show. Rama, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been, uh, it's been enjoyable to, uh, to discuss this with you. Sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.